Ladies and gentlemen, the long national nightmare, it's over. Nick and Kyle back once again, have an opinion with a one-of-a-kind episode that's not going to really be one-of-a-kind because we're going to hmm. do multiple different editions of this. Uh, mm-hmm. It is the worst of Volume 1. Today we're going to be talking about a horrendous Netflix movie called Father of the Year and the Beatles' Yellow Submarine album, although some say that should count as the worst Beatles album. We'll get into all of that coming up with what I'm sure will be some enlightening side conversation. We are back, baby. It is hot girl summer, hot podcast summer, and we're on film now. We'll see you in a second. See us. And welcome to all of you. You don't, you're not supposed to really acknowledge the camera, but we're going to do it here because we're finally on film. The reason <laughs> right. I bought the camera, finally worked around it, and we're finally here. Mm-hmm. We're finally here, Kyle. They can see you now. A long time coming. A long Glad. time coming. I don't think people on this channel have seen you since the infamous Stranded Bull. Yeah, right. So, uh, and yeah, that's true. Oh, and the, we did the golf. The, oh, yeah, uh, the golf. And thing. I had the I big beard because of the yeah. quarantine. So You looked like you came out of the woods I've, at the golf course. Oh, I've rewatched that just to see what, you know, that day or see how he did. I think it was J.C. Martin was one mm-hmm. of them. Oh, bad. Horrible. I was like, I mean, I knew it didn't look good, but I was like, I could have trimmed it. I could have done anything. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here watching. Glad we're glad here. Kyle's here in mm-hmm. the basement once again. Um, we don't ramble this much at the beginning, usually. Oh, it's no, usually often. at least more entertaining. Uh, that's a sign that I painted with the help of my wonderful girlfriend. Um, we never really touched it up, but I said it would look more Nick-like if we didn't bother touching it up. I like it. So that's there now. Uh, mm-hmm. We're working on acquiring a couple other pieces. These mics are new. We have matching mm-hmm. mics now. No one probably knew before we didn't have matching mics, <laughs> but right. now we look professional enough. Shout mm-hmm. out to Uncle Joe and the Stimmy. Um, and I guess the other main thing in our lives, in case any of the like 15... Uh, diehard listeners we had were waiting tooth and nail for us to come back. Uh, we're both college graduates now, which yeah. makes our opinions that much more impactful. That's right. Uh, Kyle, you know, might have got a degree in bio, and I might have gotten one in communications. Sure. So we bring may, different backgrounds. May, say what you will about who's the smarter <laughs> man at the table is. I don't feel threatened, and neither should you. Um, but yeah, so now we're now we're working men. Mm-hmm. The dental school jokes are over though. Yeah, I don't know if you wanted me to bring that up. No, I, I, I mean, it, it's not embarrassing. I didn't do it to embarrass no, you. No, no. Uh, I I forgot we because we did talk about it because I think the last one we did I was in school and before that we talked about me going to school, mm-hmm. but I'm back from school. I uh, I decided I don't want to be a dentist, which happens. <laughs> I, I I still think about it a lot, but the good thing and what I tell people is so far. I haven't, because I'm working two jobs as part of this, I haven't come home one night and been like, you know what, I'm an idiot. Uh I should have stayed in school. I do think that I want to go back to school, but Uh I haven't been like, man, I miss teeth. I miss working. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it was great to learn about the human body. I love, I mean, biology. I Uh love all that stuff. But to do that same work inside the mouth, and it's cool to look at and to be like, oh, that's how I would solve this. Uh But then when you actually have to go in and solve it, I was like, like, what is this little space here? Yeah. He didn't fail out. His grades were great. If anyone slanders his work ethic or his (laughs) grades, I will find you. I always... We get the analytics of where you're from. We'll find you. (laughs) People always like, oh, is it hard? I'm like, I did really well. Like, what? It was a lot of work, uh-huh. much more than undergrad was. But yeah, all A's and one B. So it wasn't like it was too tough. It was just yeah. the handiwork. But when you're as smart as Kyle, <laughs> you just get bored. You just, that's what it was. It just wasn't a challenge. And speaking of boring, 
We'll start with our movie discussion. Oh, boy. Father of the Year. Now, there's a couple different ways we might be taking this. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to, again, give too much insight into my own life, we're back here in our home home base in Erie. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be moving to the Pittsburgh area at some point, but you don't need to know that about me. Um, <laughs> it all depends on when I can actually get a full-time job as opposed to a bunch of part-time mm-hmm. stuff working in the sports media world. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so we'll, we'll do what we can, but the plan now is to do these worst of once in a while, every couple episodes, yeah. just suffering and you enjoying our suffering like you freaks do at home. <laughs> um, and we appreciate you freaks for listening or watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're sorry if you are watching that you have to look at us and we only have one camera, so it's going to be this two shot the little, whole time. I'm yeah. not going to be a sellout and like crop in when one of us is talking <laughs> and then they look all grainy. That's going to look even worse. Yeah. Um, if you want to do if if you want to do if you do want to help the cause, you can go to strandedsports.com and then click the store link and you can buy some merch. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. None of that goes to Kyle, uh, no. in case you were worried. Rightly um, so. <laughs> but yeah, only one camera. We're not going to half-ass and zoom in. So that's there's a bunch of useless information you probably didn't ask for, but you got anyway. Yeah. Um, so these worst of things, mm-hmm. um, we've been throwing a couple ideas around. If you want to leave a comment or any kind of feedback, text one of us because I know a lot of friends listen. Mm-hmm. Um. We don't know if it's going to be like worst Netflix original comedy, worst Netflix original horror, yeah. worst Netflix original drama. Um, we don't know, or just in general. So whatever you'd like to hear, um, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie we watched for this first episode back, <sighs> Father of the Year, featuring one of Adam Sandler's buddies, <laughs> David Spade, mm-hmm. who I don't hate David Spade as I think most people hate David no, Spade. No, I don't hate him. Uh, and I, I don't want to walk into, I don't want people listening to be like, wow, you guys like didn't give this a chance. Cause I, <laughs> I tried, uh, I really tried. People to get always a crap on Adam Sandler's cronies, Kevin right. James, Chris Rock. I love Chris Rock. Kevin James yeah. has had a lot of swings and misses, sure but he's great in King of Queens. I think I, yeah. Paul Blart was a staple of our childhood. Yeah. Uh, I think Kevin in James the crew on Netflix, his NASCAR oh, pit right. crew show. I'm that's a NASCAR right. fan. So I was like, oh, that did it he, for you. He could go up there and do a horrible Southern accent. I would have been like, this is fantastic. Mm. Um, but David Spade's probably the one that I have the least belief in aside yeah. from his earlier stuff in well, the nineties. Did he have like a movie that like he, I know he's in Joe dirt, but like Kevin James had like King of Queens and a couple big movies. Mm-hmm. Chris rocks, Adam, Chris rocks in the new saw movie coming out. And which, everybody hates Chris. Yeah. And then I don't know if David Spade really ever had his own, like, Oh, that was David Spade's thing. Well, he's in the yeah. one with Farley. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I guess you would clump Tommy boy and yeah, uh, Tommy black boy. sheep. Yeah. But I mean, which it's tough too, because like early. yeah, and the shtick was him and Farley, big guy, little guy. So like mm-hmm. you can't take that away from from. All right, I thought you were done, so that's why no, I, that's I said all right. right. Like that's I was right. tired of you talking. I was like, no. all right, yeah. We get <laughs> um. So yeah, it's David Spade. Oh, Rob Schneider's the one who I don't have anything to say about. Yeah, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. And I have uh, nothing to say about Rob Schneider. Well, there you go. Um. But so we get here, Father of the Year. Uh, nice little Netflix movie. Uh, Happy Madison Productions, Adam Sandler's production right. company. So you know what you're gonna get. And yeah. again, I don't want people to be like, "Wow, like you guys didn't give this a chance." But you have no, a feeling I, in the back of your mind the whole time, like yeah. this is it, gonna be an Adam Sandler kind of comedy that has not changed with the times. And yeah. we'll break down the movie. We'll go in detail, but we'll give an initial thought beforehand, like mm-hmm. a sentence statement. Um. Mine would be uh, a typical 
Adam Sandler oriented movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely typical. And like, and obviously we'll get into this, but like there were so many points where I was watching, I was like, where, where's this going? Is this going to pay off? Like there were things that happened. It's like, oh, is this going to build up to Uh this? Is that going to build up? And then I'm like, like I have written in here. I don't know what the climax of this movie was. At least almost every story, movie, TV show, there's a climax I couldn't tell you what scene in the movie was like, oh, that's where it changes. Uh-huh. Oh, they learned their lesson. Like, I, oh. There's also I got no, angry. like, you know when it seems like everything's going really well? Yeah. And then there's like that, uh-oh, some, no, yeah. twi- there's no point in the movie like that. No. Really. Which is cool, because, like, I kind of get tired of that in movies. Yeah. Like, I know, um, like, rom-coms have that. Everything's great, and then something happens, mm-hmm. and they fall in love at the end, and it's like it, you know, it's typical. But like this movie didn't even have like a oh, it's coming. It's just here's this, and then here's that, and because I guess we should say the premise of the movie is like two guys, they're friends, they're going home to visit their dads basically before they leave for New York. Yeah, and they just get into the like age old a bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah. Right, and they're like, oh, my dad could beat up your dad. And he's like, no, my dad would beat up yeah. your dad. And it's like, oh, that'd be a cool movie, kind of like that, I forget the movie, where Will Ferrell fights Ice Cube, I think it is. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Er, I, I, don't, I don't remember. I know what you're talking about, yeah. But Or er, maybe it wasn't Will Ferrell, but somebody, you know what I mean, and there's mm-hmm. like a big fight. Oh, it's it's the guy, it's Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy that fights. Either way, it's like, oh, okay, that's what it's going to build up to, a big fight, you know, and like comedy ensues. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, not not even no. I'll let you go ahead. So we'll break. We'll go through the movie. Kyle's chair is squeakier than ever, but damn, oh, we I'm love sorry. that rocker. It's not your fault. Oh, I got to put WD forty in it. <laughs> uh, grape Nos is today's Nos flavor of the day. Kyle always brings an energy drink over. You know, if they're watching, if you could bring back Cherry, that's all I've ever <laughs> wanted. Uh, so we get the movie opens in a trailer park because trailer parks are funny. Uh, main character's <laughs> name is Ben. And his dad is Wayne, who is played by David Spade. When we yes. did The Lincoln Lawyer like a year ago, we just kept going back and forth between the character names and the actor names. Yeah. Um, fortunately for this movie, David Spade's the only actor I really knew, so there's not going to be any problems with that. Oh, so yeah. just remember, Wayne is David Spade and Ben is his son. Yep. Um, Lawrence is Ben's friend, the other kid Kyle mentioned. Yep. Um, and this is where the first just super, like, and I don't want to sound like all PC warrior because I'm I'm not that way. I think we need to laugh at ourselves and stuff. But I also think there's a point to where it's kind of like that's all you can do, and it gets oh, disrespectful. Yeah. Um, so David Spade's character uh, Wayne, which I just said I wasn't going to call him David Spade every time I mention him, <laughs> but Wayne, I only watched this once too. It's not like it's a movie like oh yeah, we you have... know the, the Wolf of Wall Street. Where I know everyone's name. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wayne has. A he's trying to get workers' comp disability basically because he has a disability in his mind, and every time he mentions this, they basically give an example of how he's colorblind, and he does basically commits hate crimes. Oh or yeah, makes he, really poorly. He tells timed, like, stereotypical he, jokes about other races or genders right. or something, and so this is the first one um, where I don't know which of the two kids says it to him, but he says, "Dad, you told." a black joke to a black guy Mm -hmm. and this becomes a running gag like there's a part where he makes an asian joke to an asian guy later in the movie and then a little while later goes he was taiwanese or something and i'm like this is this isn't that funny yeah it wasn't funny enough it would have been funny but the way they even do it isn't funny no uh and so 
they do the banter. David Spade looks disheveled in this movie, so kudos to him for looking like crap. Yeah, he did that well. Uh, they have a there. He gets in a truck, a little pickup truck. Oh yeah, and he's right got with a tarp, the hot tub. like made pool in the back of it. Yeah. Um, and he takes off his trunks and throws them to Lawrence, uh, his son Ben's friend. I don't know if I mentioned that yet because yep. th- I'm just reliving this in my head and it's already sidetracking me. Yeah. Um, so he's in. Co- he's you know. Full mass in the pool, swimming around his uh, Smith's hot dog, flopping side to side. Hmm. Uh, thankfully, we never see it. You can't see his bush, though, which is pretty interesting. I didn't look uh, close enough, I, apparently. I didn't either, but I looked up and I'm like, what's that black spot? Oh, <laughs> and I Jeez. was like, oh, dear. Uh, so that's that was neat. Uh, then we find out, haha, the trunk, the trunk, the truck isn't his. It's some lady next door's, and he tries right. to hold his breath underwater <laughs> in the truck. And she starts, like, breaking and going, and he starts right. slamming around in the waters everywhere. And eventually, he just spills out the back and falls into the street of the trailer park nude. And yeah. uh, that's our introduction to David Spade in this movie, Kyle. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. I, I laughed a little bit when the you know the tailgate opens mm-hmm. and he flies out. I counted. There were, like, three times in this movie where I was like, ha-ha. Like, I did laugh. I didn't laugh much. I laughed a few times. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. Oh, all right. Uh, not not like at everything. Right. That made right. me chuckle. Like, haha, he fell out. But then, like him getting hurt becomes a theme too, and it's like, okay. Yeah. And yeah, that's like falling like the... off of things and putting his stunt double to use for the movie. Right. Uh. So after that, we go to the bar with Ben and Lawrence, mm-hmm. uh, who also gets called Larry throughout this movie. Yeah. And it's never really consistent with who's calling him Larry and who's not. Right. Uh, and they have a friend, PJ, who uh, is very weird. I'm uncomfortable every time he's on the screen. I don't know if that's what they were going for. Yeah, he, he talks about how he already has a mustache grown and it looks horrible. And yeah. everyone else is like, you need to grow that in more. Then he talks about you can't buy condoms right now. And it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. They yeah, go he's into- a... Yeah, you, you go ahead. I'll let you keep going. Yeah, if you, I don't know if you wrote down like a synopsis of the movie, so I'm just gonna run through it. Then we can banter back Sounds, and forth. Yeah, that works. Thinking out loud, we're, we're in preseason form. By like week three of this, we'll be back and forth Ooh. like nothing stopped. <laughs> uh, so then Ben runs into Meredith, who we found out uh, was his first kiss back in sixth grade. Uh, apparently, it was kind of awkward the way it happened, but they're joking about it. And then Ben says that they never technically broke up because he just kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, oh, I cheated on you a bunch of times. And they laugh. And he tries to get her number. And she says 43 yeah. at him. And that's that scene. Um, and that's that scene. Th- th- yeah. <laughs> this whole movie is just a clump of this, scenes. We'll, we'll get with... into that later, too. I'm going to try yeah. to read what happens as quickly as we can so we can go back through it. We then meet Marty, Lawrence's dad, or Larry's. Marty with a D, not a T. Right. Marty. Uh, he thinks he's a cool dad. Um, <laughs> he's whipped. He's really whipped. He's whipped more whipped than whipped cream, yeah. I would almost go as far to say. Uh, him and Lawrence live with Marty's new wife, whose name I never bothered to write down. I don't know her name. She's Adam Sandler's wife in real life. I know that much. Oh, okay. And, yeah. um, well, you better look out Marty. Uh, and she has a son named Aiden who's nine. He like pees yeah. in the dehumidifier. He pees in things, and like it's the complex where the stepdad can't yell at him because the mom right. gets like mad. And yeah. I'm like okay, that's nothing new either. Yep. Um. Again, you're gonna be like, why are you reading all this? Because we need to read all of it to you to make to make it make sense, or else you can be like, yeah. well, when did this plot line happen? Um. <laughs> Meredith mentioned that she works at Postmates. 
So yes. Ben tries to order Postmates, but no, she doesn't show up. So he orders Postmates nine times until she shows up and gives him whatever, I think a bag of chips or something. Deo- I, no, I, not deodorant because the trucker uses deodorant. Right. And he like tries to play it off like what a coincidence. And she's like, oh, you DoorDash or you Postmated nine times. Like I can see it. Yeah. Um, And so that was that was cool. Uh, basically, he tries to get her number again. Uh, he just yeah. gives her his phone, and then he chases after her. He's like, I need my phone. She takes a video where she's like, that was kind of cute or whatever. So now he has hope. Um, <laughs> Wayne, who lost a fight to a wacky inflatable arm play like tube man yes. in a used car lot, right. tackles one of them, and then goes to Marty's house. Um this is because right. I missed the maybe the most important scene <laughs> where they were talking about um, Lawrence and Ben were talking about mm-hmm. where which one of their dads wouldn't fight. Yeah. They both talk about what weenies their dads are. Yeah. And uh, Wayne gets a little offended about this. And mm-hmm. so now he's hammered after his uh, conquest against the wacky inflatable arm play like two man. And they start brawling throughout this house. Uh, Marty with a D is a big sissy. He's like throwing right. books and clothes at him. He crawls out mm-hmm. a window. They go onto the roof, and you see a greenhouse, and you're like, "Oh, I wonder if someone's gonna fall, fall through the yeah. greenhouse." And then, um, David Spade's son Ben like yep. tackles him. I don't know if I would say accidentally, but they both go crashing through the greenhouse. Right. Which. Oh my goodness! It's it's just funny, like listening to all this back and being like, "This is like the first twenty minutes." Yeah, like, like this is I all have a one lot movie, more to say and I'm sorry. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you you keep going, but it really just is a cluster of like, "Oh, that'd be kind of a funny bit," and then let's just turn that into a scene that plays uh-huh. with characters that are in our movie. I'm sorry for how much I'm talking to both Kyle and the listener at home. <laughs> um, I will get through this as quickly as possible so we can actually talk. Um. So, yeah, they go through there. Uh, ben gets taken to jail, too, which I didn't understand why. Right, because they crashed. So the greenhouse was owned by the neighbor, and so they get arrested for breaking it. Mm-hmm. And that 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 drives, like, the rest of the movie. Not the fight. Not yeah. what happened in the fight. The fact that there's a felony between the two of mm-hmm. them. That's not, what drives the movie. Not what was set up earlier, but this right. greenhouse crashing. Yeah, that, that greenhouse crashing is, like, the most important mm-hmm. <laughs> development so far. <laughs> So, yeah, she presses charges against both of them instead of just dad, Wayne. Um, so yeah. Ben loses his job over the arrest because he's going to go to New York, as Kyle said, and they right. call him and go, no, no, no. Uh, they have a friend, Nathan, who's trying – they have a whole shtick with him where he's trying to get in a biker gang, and he's not very good on a motorcycle. Yeah. Which didn't need to be there. They didn't need a third friend. They I, really could have thrown him in the background and just – he could have been with them. They could have said his name once. We went, okay, that's Nathan. We didn't need a whole – plot line yeah i yeah it never gets used i think he crashes a motorcycle later when they're driving one day and it's like oh that was funny because he can't drive remember and he's got like a non-cool motorcycle yeah yeah that's his whole character um the old woman who lost her greenhouse wants a pool right i put in parentheses david spade will end up helping somehow because it will be a callback to his truck pool which is somewhat true very good very good um Wayne goes to the lab that Lawrence and Marty work at and got $40 to put cream on his nipples where he develops boobs. And then he gets yeah. mad at, what's his nuts? Marty with a D. Marty. What'd you think of that scene? Oh, my god. We gosh. can break down some okay, scenes okay. here, too. Yeah. We don't forget them. So he fights Marty hammered. They crash through whatever. 
So he's like, all right, I'm going to sign up for this clinical study. It pays 40 bucks. That'll help my son build a new pool where now he needs a jackhammer, which and I don't want to keep getting sidetracked. Conveniently, the girl he's chasing works at a hardware store that her dad owns. Mm-hmm. Like You can see where that's going to go with the jackhammer. Um, and so he goes to get this treatment and like Marty and his son work are you know working in this clinical lab where yeah they put cream on people's nipples like to te- like it's literally a bad joke and like oh that's going to be their job it's like hot here's, nipples yeah here's the stick stick and then he rubs it on David Spade he has like an allergic reaction and he grows breasts but he gets his $40 Those and it's like funny. and it's like why oh my goodness it's it's hard like trying to explain this movie to people uh-huh. who haven't seen it because it's one of those like you're gonna have to just watch and be like yeah they, they all were... think we're crazy it, like oh. they're probably like why is this important but it, it all just has its own random like and, five minute plot line right and why are you jumping back and forth and it's like that's that's actually just how it happens right uh so yeah uh, he gets my, oh, my... sorry no go ahead i was gonna say the funniest thing is that um david spade Wait, what's his character? Wayne. Wayne. I I didn't want to keep Bruce, jumping. Bruce. No, I'm kidding. Wayne doesn't even remember the fight when he goes to Larry. Yeah, he's just blackout drunk. Yeah, when he goes to Larry and his dad's clinic to do the cream to get money, he sees Larry's dad, and Larry's dad's you know because he, he, he's a wuss. Good he's like Marty. terrified. Yeah, yeah he's Marty. Terrified he's him. terrified. He doesn't even he doesn't even remember. So it's like there's. Oh, it was stupid. It, they just shouldn't have built the plot off of two dads fighting when literally, like, they don't fight. Yeah. Maybe that's the biggest spoiler. <laughs> You're waiting. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. go ahead. You, you, spoiler you, alert. Yeah. Um. So Kyle said Meredith's dad owns a home improvement shop. She brings him a jackhammer because, of course, she does. Right. Um. We get more random scenes. Okay. I was just going to tackle everything at the end. That's why I was trying to speed read this. But I don't know if it's going to work this way because we need to address things as they come up, too. Yeah. So... Meredith and Ben's relationship is like she doesn't want to get involved with him again. I think because he's uglier than I am, and I don't think I'm that good looking. Um, but whatever. <laughs> that. Um, it looks like he like suctioned his lips, and like they got stuck pointed out. And, uh, like not nothing against the actor. Like I'm sure he's a great guy, but that I'm like. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and they like keep randomly like having this relationship progress despite us never seeing it on camera. Because it goes from her being like, I don't want to get involved with you if you're leaving. Yeah. And then he can't leave anymore. And right. like, she kind of thinks it's like cute how much of a, you know, I don't want to call him a loser. Cause he's like, like, a, like a dweeb. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like a lovable loser kind right. of guy who's like, what should be successful, but he's like kind of dorky looking. Right. There you he's go. He's valedictorian. Another yeah. side note David Spade never says valedictorian. Most of the time he says valedictorian because. Right. Woman part. Um, ha ha. Uh, and <laughs> then, like, laugh. I'm pretty sure he says Valaclatorian like two or three times, and neither time makes me laugh. No. Um, so then we see Meredith and Ben again, their first interaction in a while, and she's like flirting with him and encouraging him to go skinny dipping in this pond. Yeah. Or river that's kind of wide, whatever, because it's in the woods. Yep. And like, I don't understand it because. I don't know what my train of thought was, but it was, I had, I had a good point. Now I can't think of it. it, Um, but she's stripped. She's like trying, there it is. Uh, she's like trying to get him to realize how fun their hometown is. And they try to do this like coming of age plot where she helps him see like, there's a lot of, 
here in this town. I have something right. Yeah, yeah. And like it's done so awkwardly because then they get in the water and like you know there's something funny gonna happen. But deep in my heart is like maybe there's gonna be like just a wholesome like move the story forward. Like right. now he has a reason to scene. Yeah. And she like calls his private parts it looks like an acorn in a bush or something and i'm like yeah makes, haha more dick jokes yeah it makes fun of being small like the whole time <laughs> and um then she says it's approachable yeah his yin yang's approachable or something yeah and then like something brushes his leg and he swims away and then she says something sucking on her leg i assumed it was a leech they never say and that's the scene yeah the part that angered me about that is like cause right before then there were it was something they were gonna kiss again or something like that, and they th- they tease them kissing again right. for the and, first time since sixth grade, like a couple times. Right, and it's like, oh, okay, and he's talking about he's joking about how he's awkward and like that's oh it's okay or whatever, like mm-hmm. she should love it type thing or whatever. And so, and he does, and like soon after that, he's like, oh, something brushed by my leg, and you're like, oh, okay, he's gonna fake it. And then, like, jump up and grab her or do – you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. usually where they fake it and then that's where, like, the scene ends. Like, no. Like, he thinks something brushed by his leg. She said something sucking on her leg and they're both scared in the water. And then, next scene. They don't kiss. They don't get out of the water. Which, granted, a skinny dipping scene, it's never going to end with you seeing them walk out of the water all awkwardly. We see Ben's butt, though. We do. We see every man who gets naked's butt at some point in we this do. movie. I Thankfully, it was only, like, two. Yeah, that scene, it just, I was like, why did it just end abruptly? Not that I was waiting for anything good, but I'm like, what? why I, did you, they got in the water to make like three jokes and then get out of the water. I don't, their love story's weird too, because yeah. like, I get the whole like playing hard to get and she doesn't want to just be some quick fling mm-hmm. before he goes to New York, but like, who? I don't know anyone who would have tried as hard as he did with the Postmates, yeah. he gets like two numbers they go to the um, to her hardware store. Yeah, there's store a hardware store scene we didn't mention. Where that's just yeah, he sees her again, and it's like I I like the love story aspect. It's cute, but at the same time, I'm like that's just so unrealistic. Like it's not even like comedy movie realistic. Yeah. She gives him two numbers here, two numbers there, steals his. Uh, I I never I didn't get it. And at this point, like if we had the him trying to like. The, the way to, and again, I didn't want to do it. Uh, we should have talked about the way you wanted to approach this beforehand, but Kyle hmm. works weird hours now. Yeah, sorry. Um, I wasn't blaming that on you. <laughs> we didn't really just talk. I didn't answer him like all day yesterday, so I apologize. <laughs> um, the way it could have worked was the dad can beat up my dad story arc. Yeah. And then the coming of age, Ben realizes he doesn't need to go to New York, and the girl helps him realize that, and they fall in love. Exactly. But they do it in such an awkward way with all these other random trinkets thrown in there that it's like, it doesn't, what's happening? Exactly. Speaking of which, in the next scene, we find out Ruth, which is the name of the old lady that is suing yeah. uh, Ben and Wayne, has the hots for Larry because she's known him since he was a little boy, and now he's all grown up and in the backyard with the shovel with his shirt off. Right. Um, which it goes, ha ha, that old lady has a crush and she's old and fat. Ha ha. <laughs> cool. Um, then we get perhaps the high spot of the movie, which is Wayne and Ben go to a father or a wife husband, like fun run event where they have to carry each other. And Ben shows up instead of a woman because Wayne is divorced, believe it or not. He's not and together with the mom anymore. Did she die? No, they said she was with some Cirque du Soleil guy at the beginning of the movie oh, or something. Because that was the other thing. That scene happened, and I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, like the husband-wife race, but I'm like, why 
why is this scene even in the movie? Why yeah. is Ben there for him? Who cares? And uh-huh. there's like a rivalry between him and some guy we just met. And um, yeah, we uh, there's a weird ben, scene. I guess we could say at this point, Ben's kind of like realizing his dad's trying to make an attempt because he gives him the forty bucks. Yeah, help with the jackhammer. So he like sees that there's good in his dad, and he's not that innocent. He's innocent. He's just trying right. to help. Because there is a scene too. Again, these are just random scenes that don't think are important, but I guess for this narrative, they kind of pushed along. Where uh, David Spade kind of realizes, like, he like sees a po- like a little assignment his kid did that says like my dad is my hero, and he like gets frustrated that like his son doesn't oh. like him anymore. Yeah, which like I guess that is kind of an important scene, but. With, with all the other hilarity going on, um, it kind of gets passed by that quick one-second <laughs> actual kind of progressing the storyline scene. Yeah. So Ben's kind of noticing, okay, maybe my dad's like, no, this awful guy. So they go to this race, and the guy that he beefs with is the mayhem guy from Allstate commercials. That's who that was? Yes. I knew he yes. looked familiar. He's the mayhem guy from the Allstate commercials. I checked his IMDb, and I'm like, I've never seen any of these movies he's in. What's he from? Uh-huh. He's the mayhem he's guy. He's the mayhem guy from Allstate. And what a great— That's crazy. He plays so many great villains because he plays random guy that David Spade feuds with in <laughs> Father of the Year, and he plays mayhem in Allstate. And they— That's great. David Spade, uh, Wayne, and Ben win— and there's like a victory speech, and I don't think anything really happens in the victory speech. No. Um, they get dinner afterwards. Yeah, and that's kind of, that kind of moves it to the next. There's a there's a there's a story about how Marty, the dad of Lawrence slash Larry, uh, like beat up this flasher years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, how's this gonna tie back in? And it ties back in here, where. Marty's living alone in a, excuse me, motel because David Spade's character Wayne keeps leaving him threatening voice messages. Yeah, he like goes into hiding basically. And he basically goes into hiding. And then he, there's supposed to be this like dramatic scene where he's like, that story's all a lie. Like, (laughs) yeah, that part made me chuckle. He like forced me to drive him around and help him flash people. And then I accidentally crashed into a Paul Bunyan sign. And that's how he got knocked out. I didn't knock him out. And it's like, okay. Um, trying to be a good son, Lawrence takes him to his friends and to calm him, give him something that will calm him down because he's a drug dealer. He gives them, yeah. he gives him Molly, which then yeah. Lawrence takes. And like, there's a scene where they eat the friend's mom's hair as she's like about to just let them leave. It's yeah, all like, stupid. I think that I don't know for sure, but that looks like a scene where like, oh. We need to fill another 15 minutes, you know. To It was an hour 30-something minutes. Yeah, and like, I feel like they ran low on time. They're like, well, let's just say, you know, Marty needs his stress medication. Uh-huh. Let's go to a drug dealer to get it. Oh, he gave us actual drugs. Oh, my gosh. Like, it was kind of funny, but at the same time, it was like, none of this even needed to happen. Yeah, or it, was it was more it, unnecessary. It, it, yeah, and it wasn't even filling. like, oh, father-son bonding. It was like... No, they kind of both took the drugs. They go back to the hotel room. And there's a gag where they like the dirty laundry in this kid's yeah. floor. We, and yeah. they demand him to take more of his clothes off because of the different aromas and textures. Yeah, it was a weird. And then they go back to the hotel, and Marty's like, well, I'll just stay here a couple more days. Basically, he's still afraid. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to go out and fight Wayne. And then... Where does it even go from there? It jumps back to... Yeah, we get more Meredith and Ben. Right. Meredith, the girl the Ben prom. likes. Don't know if we ever said her name. She never went... She got kicked out of prom. Is a big deal. So Ben tries to take her to prom. 
Uh, we've never seen them since the lake scene. Right. And now they're doing all these. They're basically date going on date type adventures together now. Like yeah. this. Um, yeah, are a couple for Ben sure. and her talk to some lady and she's like, oh, I remember when you got kicked out. Like now you're 20 something and want to be let in. They get let in. They kiss. No, they don't get let in. Oh, yeah, they go, or my bad. No, that's what you, I mean, I knew that's what you meant. They go somewhere dark and kiss. Yeah, I they think... they stand outside and listen to the music. And yeah. That part's a little funny when the lady yells at him about why she can't uh-huh. let him in, but, yeah. Which, and that was like, oh, that's cute. That, you know, they stood outside the prom, okay, mm-hmm. you know, the relationship's growing, but. At that point, it's too late. Yeah. For it's, me to yeah. care, really. There's scenes where it's like, oh, that's a cool scene, but because of all the random thrown together scenes it's just it's tough it's just it's a movie with two different kids two different dads one of them's got a girlfriend meanwhile which we can jump back to throughout this entire movie since he's been building a pool for this lady ben has to build her a pool so for her to drop the charges Uh and then he thinks and like the kid's valedictorian he get he, he gets his job taken away from whatever once she drops the charges eventually, he calls them. He's like, hey, they dropped the charges. Can I have my job back? And they're like, no, we filled it. And it's what, and I'm like, I get the point of it. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he wasn't just going to get his job back. But it doesn't even make sense because no one would even expect, like no one would even call back and be like, hey, the charges are dropped. I'm not a felon anymore. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. So then Go ahead. Larry says, I got to get my buddy out of this. Like, this is ridiculous. Uh, and he, uh, he fools around with the old lady and we get right. a clip of Aiden seeing him going into her house, which never comes back into play as far as what I caught. No, it was just, yeah. Uh, all the friends guess it though. He kind of plays it off. So I don't know if it's supposed to be implied that they knew or what, or if they were just giving him a hard time yeah, about I, it. Yeah. Uh, but that gets her to drop the charges and yeah. then he calls and they're like, nope. And Lawrence is going to become a Marine now, too. This is all so much. Yeah. I, this yeah. is all so Mar- He's going to become a Marine because he needs to prove to them that he wants to do something with his life after they do an intervention. And like he was We never... might as well have just read the movie script to you at this point oh because everything randomly calls back to something else in the movie that makes no sense. And he was never doing anything with his life. He was going to go to New York with Ben to be his roommate and figure out what he wants yeah. to do with his life. And nope, now i got to be a Marine and make something of myself. Uh-huh. What? Which was very odd. It happened very quickly. Yeah. Um, Here's so the f- then they try to do this scene where Wayne and Marty talk. And so now they're oh, yeah. after he tases him and David Spade falls through a table off the balcony of the motel, uh, Marty with the D is at. Right. Um, they conduct a staged fight while Lawrence is getting his hair cut right. where it looks like. Wayne is getting his ass handed to him by Marty. He throws him through the glass. Yep. Uh, Marty gets an eyebrow shaved off accidentally as he's beating the crap out of him. And it's like to make it look like Lawrence's dad isn't a big pushover loser. Right. Um, They then have a meeting that David Spade gets, convinces this company to conduct where him and Ben go to New York and they put on virtual headsets, and they're all different oh. avatars instead of just doing a video chat. Like, David Spade's a kangaroo, Ben's a gorilla, and the guy that hurt. they're talking to who, like, runs a research team is a, a polar, polar bear? bear. And then a bird comes in and starts messing with David Spade, and it kind of works because they're all like, oh, wow, like, this kid's dad is a delinquent. Like, we can't punish him for this. Work right. for us. And then 
Ben doesn't end up working for them because the polar bear changes into an alien, the head guy, and he, he yells like boo at him. And David Spade yeah. in real life, still with the goggles on, tumbles downstairs. And then Ben's like, this isn't right. Like, I'm not doing this, which for some reason was a very, that was very odd for him, that to be like the tipping point. Yeah. I, so it, it was like, okay, Larry, or sorry, Marty is going to talk to the people at this company since he's in the science world. If Wayne gets his ass beat for free, basically, you know, it makes it look mm-hmm. like it. Okay, I'll go get you your interview. Cool. Like, that makes sense. That's a cool way for this movie to go. They don't have to fight after all. They can be friends. Yeah, they go to the interview. Why is it in VR? Why are they animals? <laughs> I get the whole joke about, oh, you know, people with the goggles on, knocking into things. He starts punching people, thinking he's punching someone in the game. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, that's a joke. Yeah, it, but it hasn't like, been you overdone. catch on way before David Spade does in this yeah. movie and it and makes then, it lo- it's like this isn't realistic at this point yeah and the guy the company scares him and he falls on the stairs and Ben is like super angry by this which like to be fair the one consistent thing is how much he defends his dad the whole movie so I mean like that's cool it's not like he hates him and then he comes around to him and then he defends like he is you know but he acts the same what's weird about this is like we're supposed to be like, yeah, Ben does the right thing and stands up for his dad. Yeah. But, like, I don't feel like he should have. Like, his dad does the right thing and tries to help him, tries to prove to him, like, that he can be his son's right. hero, whatever. But I don't understand why them, like, picking on him for being an absolute delinquent in, like, this really sorry scene where he falls down the stairs, like, where Ben's like, that's it. Like, you're making yeah. fun of my dad. And, like, Ben wouldn't have even known that he fell down the stairs. In VR, he would have just seen him scare his dad. Yeah. And then he's rooms away at this point Mm -hmm. and falls down the stairs way over there. Not that you shouldn't stick up for your dad, but, like, it just... I get what they were trying to do, but when you're Uh watching it unfold live, it's like that didn't come across as he chose his dad over a job. Yeah. And that's what it should have been. They didn't build it up right. No. In short, uh, after that, uh, Meredith and Ben make out again. They have a goodbye party. And oh, yeah, for, yeah, for Larry. Now it's That's time right. because little Aiden, the jerk, is spraying a piss water gun oh, yeah, into the-, the mouth of that PJ kid who's one of the worst characters in the whole movie, uh, which is a very big honor. And hmm. uh, he yells at him to shut the F up that Marty does to the kid and the mom gives him the look and he's like, I'm sorry, you're right, Aiden. Like, I bet Wayne let me win or something. Yeah. And then they, then he's like, let's just fight right now. Yeah. And so the whole party's like, oh, oh. And like, everyone's getting excited. Here they it is. back the way up and mm-hmm. they sprint at each other full speed, collide, and they're both like knocked out. Movie. Movie. Movie Horrible. over. That's it. Shout out to everyone that listened to that whole synopsis wow, yeah. and didn't like skip forward to the end because as I was listening to him, like I don't know if anyone could possibly care about this it, without seeing it. Yeah, I'm. Oh my goodness. So let's let's break down a few more aspects of this movie. The one thing I'll say, right? Like, oh, how could it get any worse? The entire time, David Spade has a horrible Boston accent. Yes. I don't know why. I didn't why. even want to call it a Boston accent. It was filmed in Massachusetts, I guess. Okay. I don't think any other character has one. No. And it's one of those things like the movie, sure, it takes place in Massachusetts. 
it's not like, oh, we're filming in Boston. Everybody's got to do one. Like the departed, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they're trying to get the accent, you know, the the uh, atmosphere. There was no need for that. Mm-hmm. There was no need for him to just say every line with the accent. He could have just talked like David Spade. Yeah. Oh, it from the moment it started, I was like, really? Yeah. You're just gonna. That's, you're just that's gonna. That's kind of how I was too. Oh, I just accents are tough. I watched a a video way back when on like a vocal expert, and he breaks down Hollywood accents, why some are great, why some are terrible. So now when I see bad ones, it's like, geez, that's really bad. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, it just kills me. Um. Wow. I just hated having to relive that all again. I get. I yeah. guess where I'd start the conversation would just be. The subplots and yeah. how pointless they were. Yeah, like it. it Some just, of them needed to be there. We needed to know the old lady liked Larry. Sure. So we could set up to him, you know, knocking hooves with her so that he could free his friend. Oh, yeah. But it's just, some of them just made the biker thing made no sense. I would love to know the how, bratty nine year old made no sense. Right. How much of the movie was planned out before they started filming? Like they had their fight. They broke the greenhouse. He has to build a pool, which leads to him seeing the girl and leads to Larry and the old lady. And then they go like, was that did someone sit down and write this movie and say, here it is? Or was the ending just thrown together? Because there's it blows my mind that them crashing through the greenhouse and him having to build a pool just so he doesn't have a felony. That that's Mm -hmm. your plot. It maybe it's because when you read all the synopsis online, they say. Two kids think their dads yeah. each win in a fight. Chaos and ensues. On the surface, like it wouldn't have been a bad movie if they did any of it right. But they don't right. do any of it right. Exactly. Because you could say what starts off as two kids thinking their dad wins in a fight helps one realize that his dad, you know, might have been getting the short end of the stick, and you know he needs to give him another yeah. chance to prove that he's a you know capable dad or whatever. Oh yeah. But the way they do it just makes no sense. And I know we keep repeating that, but it's true. Because, like, you could have almost done the two dads are going to fight at the end of the movie. The sons help them train. Mm-hmm. That's where, like, the slapstick and the funny humor of training yeah. and montage. I would have loved it if they tried to make it. was like a boxing movie, spoof, right. basically. Like, they try to help them train. They do stupid stuff, meet weird people along the way. Yeah, and then you could still throw in the, like, the father-son race. That would still uh-huh. work. You could still do him and Meredith, you know, the love story. That works. And every scene feels like there could be a purpose, almost. Right. But they're done so poorly where it's like, because the, the race is supposed to be like this big bonding thing. And it doesn't feel like it as much as no. just, ha, look at this, like crotches in faces, all yeah. state guys harassing him, and like he's a loser. And like at the end of the race, they're both like neck and neck, and like David Spade says like some insult, and then they cross the finish line first. Mm-hmm. It was just very like, oh, I guess they won. They they won the race. I don't- it was just... It was it was bad. Yeah, and and I, don't I, wanna... I would love to like go into why it was bad. Yeah, in terms of just like dissecting the whole thing. But what we already said should give you a good enough clue, and we don't yeah. need. And if we tried to address every single scene or plot line that made no sense, we'd be here till two in the morning. Yeah, I yeah, I would say it's a good one to watch. Group of friends be like, oh hey, I heard about this bad movie. We should check yeah. it out. It's see a if it's bad really movie that... with our friends. I would be like, cool. Right. You at least joke about it. Be like, why? Why is that there? Mm. It's just. And it's it falls tough. under the same Sandler, Happy Madison thing where mm-hmm. you see it once and you're like, there's a couple laughs. Right. And like, but it's predictable. Yeah. You pretty much know where it's going to go. And you, even at the first watch, you're like, is this over yet? Yeah. It did. It does drag on a little bit. What do you give it out of five? Out of five? Um, 
it's our first one, so I don't want to be too extreme with it. Uh-huh. I'd probably go maybe a two out of five. Okay. That's I mean, I was going to give it. Assuming it's, these rankings are for the worst of. Yeah. Once we do another comedy, it'll be like, well, at least this one was funnier. At least this one had this. But mm-hmm. I give it a two. It just, it stinks because you know David Spade can be funny. I think that's the tough part with a lot of those Adam Sandler movies. It's like, man. They he, can all be funny. It's just they it keep in, sticking with what they think is still funny. Right. And like, fart. And that was my other point. Yeah. Who's this for? That's a great question. No teenager is going to think it's funny because they've all heard those jokes a million times, unless you're like 13. Yeah. No, like college age or like you know, say you're right. upperclassman in high school is going to think the jokes are that funny because and I'm trying to think like, they're kind of lame and like overused stereotype jokes. Yeah. No middle schooler is going to think it's funny because it's probably too inappropriate for a middle schooler with all the clitoris comments oh, and yeah. you know, naked crap going on. Yeah, really. I guess kids-wise, high school and up and- I doubt any of them watch it on their own. Yeah. And then fam- maybe dads. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's to be honest with you, it's probably for people who liked all the old Sandler and David Spade uh-huh. movies. And, oh, here's another one reliving and they didn't it. didn't adapt. And what stinks is, like, at least in some of those movies, the cast all comes together. And it's like, well, at least everybody came together. They're having fun. Mm-hmm. We're having fun. It's just David Spade. Yeah. He's the only there's big no, name. There's no other relief. No. Other than Marty. Yeah, and I uh, Marty looks familiar, but I don't know what he's from. I just like feel bad for Marty, so good to them. Yeah. I give it a star out of five. One? Yeah, I give it a one out of five. Cool. Um it cool. did make me laugh a few times. Like I don't mind like easy laugh like comedy, sure. but they just did too much of it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a few to get a couple like chuckles out of the crowd, get them warmed oh. up, and then we see more developed complex sure. jokes. But like I don't think that style that all of those guys were known for really works anymore. No. You know, falling is funny when, like, there's built, like, when it happens once in a while. Like, Chevy Chase was known for, like, his falling around and yeah. stumbling kind of comedy. Yeah, the slapstick. But, like, when they're as predictable as these ones are, like, that's funny no matter what when you don't see it coming. Right. But you always see it coming. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You do. And that's what you can say for everything in this movie. You can always see it coming. Yeah. So one out of five. That's good. I think uh, we'll now... Well, on the fly, I would say we'll compare movies. Yeah. So, like, next time we'll review it and then compare it and then give a synopsis. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll button up the details. We will. We will. It's tough reviewing them bad ones because you forget how just thrown together they are. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of some of the because we usually watch horror movies when we do our movie nights with our friends. And it's just, I mean, those are bad. Could you imagine explaining one of those? <laughs> oh, they're in the woods. Then they go here. And then. Yeah. My goodness. So, from bad movies to bad music, yeah. maybe. Uh, I would say this was more enjoyable than the movie, though. It might have been. It's the Beatles. We'll, we'll think mean. about it. <laughs> uh, Yellow Submarine, the album, released in, I think it was July of 69? I think so. Summer think of Love? Was. Yeah. for July the uh, 69? For, was it the movie or musical of the same name? A it movie. I believe yeah. it's a cartoon movie, but right. I could be wrong. Um, they did a re-release that's a little longer. It's like mm-hmm. eight minutes longer. Some of these songs are out beforehand. Uh, so some people say it doesn't count because of that and because it was made for a movie. It doesn't count. Oh, okay. Uh, you we'll, mentioned that earlier, and I was going to ask why some people say that. We'll give our thoughts on that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, half of these songs are just instrumentals. Yeah, the whole B side is just movie or um, excuse me, music from the movie, just orchestra. So I don't think we really need to talk about those. They're 
they're fun to listen to, but it's not like, oh, yeah. this is life-changing instrumentals. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm sure that's everybody's knock. Well, you only get in half an album, basically. Mm-hmm. But some of the ones were good. The um, I have it written here. Suspenseful, uh, The Sea of Monsters is what it's called. I think that was the one I liked, too. There was one of them. I was like, huh. It's like, oh, that would, that would be really good in a movie. That's kind of creepy. And then you listen to it, and it's like, yeah, that would that would work. It's, I mean, it's orchestra music, it's movie themes, so it's like, it definitely sounds like, yep, that's in a movie no, for sure. January 69, excuse me. Oh, you're good. Um, if you want to start it off, I'll try to come up with a couple more as tidbits, which I sure. meant to do. I Kyle said between 2.30 and 3.30 he'd be over here, and I was <laughs> expecting more towards that 3.30 end yeah, of we, my note-taking, but uh, they, they let him off the hook early. We thing. got done cleaning a little soon. Um, So, let me start here. It starts off with Yellow Submarine, the song that the album's named after. Mm-hmm. A good song. I know a lot of people give Yellow Submarine mm. a lot of... Mm. I like it. I'm Maybe, some people. You're some people? I'm some people. The way I don't know if this is just the way music was recorded back then. It couldn't be as polished. Sure. Um, and this is a problem for the whole album, in my opinion. And some people might be like, you idiot. Don't you know they <laughs> recorded it on seven different tracks or whatever? Sure. Uh, but the wave sounds are so ungodly loud. And so is the little background chatter they do during this song. Yeah, the Beatles do kind of do that. And I get that that might just be a style kind of thing, but it's so annoying in this song. They do it in um, All You Need Is Love, I think. At the end they say, like, she loves you, yeah, yeah. Like, it's another Beatles song that they're all just kind of singing mm-hmm. as the song ends, and it's like... That's the Beatles thing, so it's not horrible, but I agree, it's not great. Or coincidentally, uh, Yellow Submarine and All You Need Is Love were previously released songs as well. Uh, well, they then were... I can see why this album's not loved, because those are the two best songs mm-hmm. easily. So, Which I would agree with. Uh, yeah. Yellow Submarine, though, I just think it's really uninspired sounding. I'm don't, I don't want to be like, the Ringo sucked. He wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles kind of guy, <laughs> that joke. That's a good but, joke. But like, this song, he just sounds like... Oh yeah, I'm going to come sing about the submarine. And he, yeah, he's like, ah. and I, I don't care for it. I yeah, I say it's tough when like the best song on the album is a Ringo song. I think yeah, yeah, that that's it's not a great selling point for it. I like it. I see why people don't like it, and it's also like Yellow Submarine. You listen to it, you know what it's about, and then like Let It Be or Hey mm-hmm. Jude. Like it's like all right, it doesn't really hold the same weight. I get it. it doesn't hold the candle. No, Number not. two, they didn't think much of because it's called Only a Northern Song. Yeah, I put on here, it's okay, pretty forgettable. Yeah, I said not awful, nothing special, and there's a random horn that gets blown yep. quite frequently in this song. There's one of them on which here. Which they might have sang something about it, but it's, right. it, the vocals are very odd on this whole album almost. Yeah, it definitely has an experimental... Well, this was in January of 69. Sgt. Pepper's was... Oh boy, 70, 68, 68, 68. Because I remember Sgt. Pepper's like changed the game in terms of like artistic albums. Because then you get Dark Side of the Moon, you get, I think, The Who did a, um, yeah, Tommy, uh, I believe it's called. That came out in 67, Sgt. Pepper's. Sgt. Pepper's, okay. So it makes sense that this one kind of has the more artistic, yeah, randomness. Like a lot of, um, oh, I had a music teacher explain it. People were doing things on albums in the studio that you couldn't recreate live in a live show. Uh-huh. That you know, it made the album more of an experience. I know Led Zeppelin did a lot with the guitar that like you just couldn't do that live. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of love has a lot of it. 
Um, a whole lot of it. Yeah, a whole lot of it. <laughs> I haven't it, made a, a bad pun yet. Uh, all together now is the third song. This I is liked my, it. This is my second favorite song behind All You Need Is Love. Is that the one that's like one, two, three? Like it had A, B, C. Yeah. It kind of had a little, yeah, yeah. that one was catchy. Sing along, I feel like I'm a child, but I don't care. It's a nice little. That was good. Kind of still stands the test of time mm-hmm. uh, song. Hey, Bulldog, number four. I loved it. This is where I noticed the music is louder than the lyrics in all the songs. I liked the guitar riff. That was funky. The guitar was pretty cool in this song. That was good and funky. I loved it. Um, So right now I have two awful songs in Yellow Submarine and only a Northern song. Altogether now I don't mind. Uh, Hey, Bulldog had a good guitar riff. I didn't care for much else going on in it, though. Okay. I would throw Yellow Submarine with the good and then Northern song bad. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we're about even. Uh, then we move on to the fifth track, which is It's All Too Much, and this album was too much. Uh, we have a very staticky guitar open, which is just upsettingly loud. Uh, I have bleh written on this song. You you sound kind of like an album review, just upsettingly bad. Yeah, yeah. Just... It's, it, it's a blast song. I put on there uh, catchy, more memorable than only a northern song. So not the worst on the album, second yeah, to the worst. I, I remember it went on a little longer than I would have liked it to, but I remember during the actual, yeah. there's like a pretty long outro. Yeah. But during this, I'm like, hey, this isn't awful. I'm not going to go seek it out. Yeah. But if it came on, I probably wouldn't get up and go change it or right. anything. Uh, that leads us to our last actual song, which is All You Need Is Love. I put Thank God, because I like All You Need Is Love. Love is all you need. So the two good songs on this album are the ones about all of us needing to do something positive. Yeah. Uh, how cheap. <laughs> how cheap. I think uh, I think the problem with this one is it's just a forgotten album. It was for the movie, people write off Yellow Submarine, I'm not going to listen to the whole thing just to get to All You Need Is Love at the end. I can see why it's not very popular, but I do think that's a good set of songs there i know the beatles have so many Mm -hmm. hits i mean the one album i have is just 30 number ones that they had so to have an album that has two of the iffiest ones i mean all you need is love is good i wouldn't put in my top 10 beatles songs it's probably the same with yellow submarine um but they're good you listen to it's like that's the beatles that's what they did if i'm in the mood for beatles and i don't want to hear the same ones again that the a side would be good Mm -hmm. i think that's the other issue you're you're buying half an album. If you're going to buy this on vinyl, you're buying half an album. Right. No one's gonna flip that and play the orchestra side. Yeah, and I think um, that's the issue. And for the orchestra side, I thought it was nice. There oh, it was nice great. arrangements. I thought it sounded good. It's just not what. It's just not what you would go out and buy an album for at the yeah. time. You don't have the convenience of streaming now, where you're like, oh, I'm gonna go buy the new Beatles record, and then you get to the Beatles. Exactly. Like, what in the blue hell did they sell me here? Yeah. And I guess I can see why people say it. Maybe it doesn't count. Because if you view this as... Yeah, let's I'm, talk about that. Not to cut you no, off. No, that's but all let, right. Let's talk about whether or not it should even count in general as the worst Beatles album. Because this is the worst of the worst. Right. Should this count as the worst Beatles album? You know, I would say you count it because it's not so much that it's all movie theme. If you, What I was going to say is if you go into it thinking, I'm buying a movie theme or I'm buying a movie soundtrack instead of a Beatles album... Like a movie soundtrack done by the Beatles rather than an artistic album by the Beatles, then you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't, you're not expecting Sgt. Pepper's or Dark Side of the Moon where every song flows from one to the other and it's got this cool like story underlying. 
if you know what you're getting, I don't think it's that bad. Right. So I would count it. I, I was kind of thinking along that same thought process, too. Yeah. I think there's a lot of disparity, I guess, between, you know, do live albums count as albums? In most of the case, no. Yeah. Um, but for movies and, like, you would say Frankie Valli doing Grease is, like, completely valid. Yeah, I, know, I would say. Um, in my opinion, at least, it would be. He did right. the music for that. So I would basically say it's Frankie Valli. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good point. If the Beatles did two songs, I'd say okay, it's not a Beatles yeah. album. But I mean, they wrote original songs for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what their involvement was on the actual like instrumentation. I know George Martin, I think his name was, did a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I think he got the credit for all um, of them. But I mean, they wrote songs for it. Uh, sure, two of them were pre-released, but at the same time, you'd be like, okay, then those were the singles. Yeah, um, which might be a flawed process because I know they were on completely different albums. But true. Uh, I I don't see a I would understand an argument why it shouldn't count. Oh yeah, they put their trademark on it, right? They they wrote original songs on it. Yeah. Uh, so I would I would say it would qualify as an album, an album that I would give a three and a half out of ten. Three and a half out of ten. Oh man, that's tough because if again I don't want to give it too much one way yeah. or the other. If we're gonna I, do I might more. regret it, but all you need is love. I'll give it a, a four or five. All together now, good song. Maybe I'll, I'll go four and a half. You and three and a half, I'll go up one. I'll the go Bulldog song had a good enough guitar riff. Yellow yeah. Submarine is icon- iconic, unfortunately. Yeah, that's. But, I like some of the weirder Beatles songs. Like I Am the Walrus. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really catchy one, but some people would say you're an idiot. Yeah. Nobody likes I Am the Walrus. Well, hopefully no one thinks we're idiots. I hope not. We're back in the saddle. Much like Aerosmith. That was good. That uh, felt good. It did. It did. It felt good. Obviously, if you made it this far, uh, the movie review, I'm not going to lie, probably was a little rough to sit through, but th- yeah. we, we kind of had to mention all of it, and I just wanted to get through it. So it might have sounded rushed. Yeah. We'll get more polished once we get back in the swing of things, of course. Yeah, we'll if find If you want to see like a good movie review podcast, our friend John, that we mention quite often, does one with oh, his yeah. friend Brianna, um, a trip through the movies. Really mm-hmm. good. They've done a lot of like big, well-known movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Citizen Kane movies like that oh, they've okay. reviewed uh, in great detail. Probably are a lot more prepared than Kyle and I were. But <laughs> when you're working as hard as Kyle is, and when you're well, trying to find a permanent full time job as hard as I am, true. sometimes it's just hard. Uh, but we appreciate true. you all for tuning in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyle, any final words for the uh, folks at home? You know, I thought of something at work today because I always just say, "Oh, thanks for listening." I thought this of something. podcast does not. Need to end here. <laughs> if I can change, I, I was gonna say uh, people should should do this. Like if you have time, I'm playing with somebody you talk to or your friends, and like I'll make time to just sit and talk about stuff. Wow. opinions. So you want other people to have podcasts? Well, they don't have no. to do a podcast, but I think you know if you set time aside and just talk about, <laughs> I don't know, I could sit here and talk about yeah. these topics all day. That's I, I that's like how I feel when all of these end. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, like, like we could I, sit this here for could have gone for a while longer. Yeah, uh, but. Thank you for choosing Have an Opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope that, again, this wasn't a normal episode, uh, but in the future, we'll get back to, uh, I don't want to say we have a normal format, but we kind of did adopt one where it says movies or TV, music, sports. Oh, yeah, we'll have to get uh, sports in. And so that's kind of the format we normally follow if you'd be interested in coming back, maybe, maybe China's out again. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, we encourage differing opinions. you got to defend them, though. Uh, so hopefully you don't just hear an opinion if you're here and go, wow, they're, they're stupid. They don't like this song that I like. We hope that you appreciate a good dialogue, appreciate a good conversation, that we defend where we're coming from good enough. Thank you for tuning yeah. in to uh, the first episode back. We'll be back every Friday from here on out uh, for the time being. So take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Don't do drugs, and don't get on the yellow submarine. <laughs>